Hey everybody, this podcast was recorded on January 14, 2021, and I am publishing it on February 14, 2021. It's been a really, really hectic month for me. A lot of things happened at around that time. So I do apologize to Marika and I apologize to all of you for the delay in this. Uh, all the future episodes that are coming through should be very, very timely and back on track. So thanks very much for your understanding and let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Women's Health Podcast. I'm Marika Hart from Herosphere. And I'm Anthony Lowe, the Physio Detective. Together we interview leading authorities, answer questions, and share our thoughts to provide the general public with the best quality information we can find on all aspects of women's health. Please remember the materials and content on this podcast are intended as general information and for entertainment purposes only. They are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now it's time to get cracking with the episode, so whether you're out walking your dog, driving the kids to school, or just sitting back enjoying a glass of wine, we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. It is 2021. This is the first podcast of 2021, episode number 51. That's right, right? Episode 51. That is correct. <laughs> and so Marika and I, we thought we would do a bit of a catch-up one because we haven't had one just us two for a while and thought we'd share what's going on. It'll be good to catch up with Marika. Um, you might want to know what I'm doing, but you know, whatevs. And um, <laughs> just look back kind of informal. Surprise, surprise yeah. on our podcast. So first of all, I just wanted to say hello, Marika, but also thank you for surviving uh, 51 episodes with me so far. It's pretty crazy, isn't it, to look back? Because when it was uh, when we started, I did wonder how long we would go for. Whether we would both find it too tricky, whether we'd both get too busy, or yeah. But it's really, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like you know we've had this conversation before, where technically it's I guess work, although we don't get paid for it. But you know, we 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 kind of consider it as part of our jobs to do the podcast. But it's such an absolute pleasure to talk to super smart people and pick their brains. So it's like getting, you know, a bit of free CPD. And I, and I hope people out there listening um, enjoy that aspect too, where, you know, you get, you get to learn from some of the most amazing minds that are out there, not only in Australia, but around the globe. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I like reflecting back, I feel a lot of gratitude for people offering up their time and their expertise and, there's not many people that actually have ever said no when we put out a request. And if anything, we've had a lot of people contacting sometimes rather <laughs> odd requests to be on the podcast that haven't quite fit in with, um, with our listening audience, we think. But on the whole, we've had just uh, such amazing guests and such wonderful generosity of, of sharing their time and knowledge. So yeah, I, uh, reflecting back, I feel a lot of gratitude and and um, also grateful for hanging out with you, buddy, because we don't get to do that in person. I know. I I do miss coming to Perth regularly. Um, mm. You know, not not coming last year. I think that was the first time in like five years or something stupid. Like, oh no, it'll be like I I think I've come nearly every year since two thousand and eight, two thousand seven. Oh, wow. Eight. When did I do my masters? Anyway around then so seven in the afternoon yeah so um you know it's been every year i've pretty much been in perth in some way so um either teaching at the university or uh coming to do courses and things like that so it's been it's been a lot of fun and and uh like i said you know surviving all this time it's it's been great but getting to hang out um you know and also learning from you, you know, there's so much stuff that uh, I hear through what you're doing with your masters and, um, you know, and I love just the way that you think differently about different topics. And of course, you know, when I get overly excited with peppering people with 10,000 questions <laughs> at once, having Marie to go, okay, dude, I'm going to take over. <laughs> well, it's that's... That's because your your brain works at a thousand miles an hour, and sometimes I just need to go. Well, hang on, buddy. Can we just ask our guest one question, not fifteen? <laughs> when they're trying to think, hang on, which which question am I answering? Because that was a lot in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be me. 
Um, <laughs> but you know what? It's good fun and uh, I love it. And just so that you know, I knew that we would head toward the hundreds because I've, I've numbered the episodes with a zero in front of them from the very start. So oh. it's, always, it's always been three digit episodes. So I expect to get to at least... We might, we'll be surprised. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it, it is hard to get to a thousand episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we would be have to. We would probably have to start doing daily. Or well, if we did daily, daily my goodness, that would still be three years to get over a thousand. Mm. So mm. that's yeah. how I did the maths. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that hard, Anthony. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I thought about putting the two zeros, but yeah, no, that wasn't going to. That, that'd be a bit excessive. I don't think we'll. I don't. I think we'll both be retired by then. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, because three <laughs> years times seven, even if we did one once a week, is still 20 years and then 40 years. Like, I'll still be kicking if I'm still around. I'll still be kicking. I'll, I'll be going, Marika, can you get the nurse to set you up for a podcast? Let's go. <laughs> no, you... By then. I'm not sure I'll have... I'll have I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I'm heading towards a life of Alzheimer's later, so not let's... um. No, no, you'd be kicking ass. You'd be like, all right, I've got to reschedule the classes that I'm teaching. You know, you've got to take care of these young 60-year-olds when I'm 80 or whatever I do. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. It's funny you say that. We were, we were having a conversation with friends the other day. We've decided to create our own little retirement um, hub down south. We're going to buy a big block of land and put up six houses with all my mates. And my friend's like, right, we'll have obviously a, a recreation set. This is the dream, right? have a recreation center in the middle with a gym and, and probably a bar and whatever else. And I was thinking about it and I thought, I can see myself running exercise classes <laughs> for my mates when we're all in our seventies, just going, right, let's do some balance training. Let's practice getting on and off the floor. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do some pelvic floor. <laughs> no, it sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah. There was, there was actually three sisters um, who, who I know, who were looking for a block of land big enough that they could build their own houses so that they could all be neighbours. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty committed. Uh, You'd have to love your family. They get on really well together. Yeah, um, that's great. So, beautiful. So, Anthony, last, hang on, how many, is it two years, three years that we've been doing this podcast? I don't know, something like that. I want to say 18, 2018. 18 years. <laughs> no, 2018. I want to say yeah. 2018 is when we started. I think so too. So more than two years, probably not quite three. Yes. Yeah. And we've covered a broad range of topics really, haven't we? So we've talked about, we've talked about, we've had even the blokes. So we talked about prostate cancer and, and rehabilitation from that, which maybe took two attempts, but we got there. We've talked about, um, we've talked to some CrossFit athletes. We've talked about intra-abdominal pressure and, and breathing. Um, we diastasis. have covered a few sessions on diastasis. What sessions else have we talked about? Low back pain, back pain myths. We've done menopause. We've done endometriosis birth trauma um adolescent athletes yes adolescent athletes remote remote consultation type stuff um yep. yeah lots of pelvic topics pelvic health topics it's been good it's, um yeah it's been a fun journey and i'm interested to see where we go from here i think i i i think you know, my passion is to continue finding lots of uh, lots of people to help inform uh, the public and health and fitness professionals about the research and the different topics that are going on. I still want to. I'm still trying to get my gynecologist friend to jump on a podcast about cesarean sections and the different levels and recovery and sewing up and you know that that was a dream. Ugh. Over three years ago, I asked her a long time ago, and she keeps saying, "No, I don't think so." And uh, she's a funny lady, uh, very, very good obstetrician. But um, you know, uh, I think 
sometimes sometimes people need a good quality baseline information somewhere where they can go to so that's always been the dream to be a part of this you know and and like the endometriosis podcast um having some of that information and we'll get sally back again soon for for the part two of that um but you know um and we yeah. also had my daughter guest uh guest host when molly was on last so you know i loved that episode <laughs> yeah i loved that episode that was so nice to get a, a teenage perspective you know and hear her questions that was really good mm. um yeah and i think a couple of other topics that we talked about covering at some point too was a little bit more on sexual pain. And we, we did reach out to a couple of psychologists. Um, we just haven't managed to get anyone for that yet. And uh, maybe even dermatology sort of in terms of the vulval area, because that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't know much about and, and learning like what is, what's normal down there, um, what's not. And, you know, when, when and how to get help, um, that would be a really cool topic. But I think for anyone listening, if you if you had to have some topic ideas, some things that you want to know more about, Auntie and I love talking about anything. So it doesn't necessarily have to be pelvic health related. Um, it could be anything really. Well, yeah. maybe not the latest well, NASA project or something. Yeah, you know, somewhat health related. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing that I was <laughs> yeah. thinking of, oh, look, if you get me going on science, then... You know, I would love to have Dr. I Becky. I said on the that. Podcast. I thought, what am I thinking? <laughs> I want Dr. Becky on the podcast. Imagine if we talked pelvic health and astrophysics all on the same podcast with Dr. Becky. That would be amazing. Who's um, Dr. Becky? She's an astrophysicist who's popular oh, on YouTube, and she's uh, she's oh. got a great yeah. I think you would like it, you know, and I think you and Izzy and Caden would love her podcast. She talks about the night sky one week one week a month she comes out every wednesday she's great um she's got a phd in astrophysics and you know she goes and, oh yeah it's actually really quite interesting um i'll have to share that with my son because he funnily enough he's yeah astrophysics is his boy. thing so <laughs> um but yeah you know i was thinking just rather topically uh having a discussion with midwives about delivery and second stage and pushing and you know, would love to, to hear yeah. at least a discussion on all of those things because, you know, the bearing down and the pushing stage and, you know, what's considered necessary, what's considered normal, what's, con you know, what are the things that can affect the pelvic floor from that? I think there's a lot of confusion around that. Um, and, you know, lots of people don't like the fact that vaginal childbirth is an increased risk factor for, for pelvic organ prolapse. It just is what it is. It's not, we're not mm -hmm. saying go cesarean. We're saying you just got to understand that it's a thing. But, um, yeah, you know, all of those sorts of things, all of those sorts of topics. Uh, so if you enjoy talking about that, or if you're a researcher in the area, or you know somebody who does that, let us know. Um, that'll be fun to talk about. So, yeah, the antenatal, post, early postnatal care stuff is interesting too certainly reach out to some people at work I mean one thing that's been really interesting for me is you know working in a maternity hospital now working on the wards is you know for me I'm typically seeing people at least three or four weeks postnatal but most often between six to eight weeks hmm. so seeing people one day postnatal and the and actually treating you know helping them with perineal trauma um is so interesting because, mm. you know, it's, I, I have seen some vulva that are four times the size of what they would have been before. Um, and, you know, some pretty traumatic situations and, um, and yeah, pr pretty, pretty big tears. And it is what it is. I mean, I work in a, in a hospital that has, has a lot of high risk patients. Um, so a lot of, so we don't tend to see a lot of the common garden variety, simple births. I mean, some of them come through that way, but we will see people who are at higher risk of other complications. So probably see a lot more of that there, but it is, it has been really good for me to actually see the really acute phases. And, and a lot of what we do there is actually help people in that early recovery. Um, and by the time we usually see them in private practice, we've kind of already 
sort of pushed past all of that. Um, so, you know, that's something that we can also talk about at a later stage, like bladder care in the early postpartum period. Um, that's a lot of what we have to do on the ward is making sure that because uh, so many women have reduced bladder sensation. Um, so a lot of that advice on how to look after their bladders in the first few weeks, which is super important because we don't want a bladder stretching to, you know, yeah, one liter um, <laughs> capacities. Yeah. And, and cause potentially long-term damage. So, you know, there's all that kind of stuff to, we could talk about at a later stage as well, which is quite interesting. Well, I think, I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I find it interesting too. Right. And like, it's difficult because at the moment it's, it's almost like, uh, pass down wisdom or you've got to buy a program to be told or buy a book and you know and, and everybody's different and everybody will give you different advice how do you navigate all of that and what's mm. the strategic plan or framework that you have to manage the often conflicting information so I think yeah. um, some of that stuff too is is really helpful I think for people um, but I do I want to know. People sorry. being aware that there are, we do have guidelines. Oh, sorry, I think we had a time lag there. And I was just going to say, I think it's really important for people to be aware that, you know, for a lot of things, there are clinical guidelines, there are pathways, there are, you know, actual, and, you know, most of it's evidence based, it's by no means perfect, and they're constantly evolving. But, you know, I think uh, we all need to be aware that there are often guidelines and, and, useful places to find information that actually can help you know um help people navigate that kind of stuff indeed indeed um i don't know about you but often guidelines are mentioned and then but in my experience comes along next um and that's that's what i often hear a lot of um so it'll be, <laughs> it'll be interesting to navigate all of that but I, I really do want to hear, um, you know, how has that, how looking back at 2020, before mm. you look forward to 2021, um, yeah, what did you think? How did it go? What's your summary? What's your take? <laughs> yeah, in the midst of an, uh, uh, what feels like a bit of an apocalypse. Um, I'm in a little bubble in Perth, you know, I've got to say, I'm, I'm just, I almost feel guilty in some ways because pretty much all my family in the UK and, and uh, in America has had COVID and they've been locked down for um, probably close to a year now or have had pretty significant changes. And yeah, to be honest, uh, life in Perth has been really good. We, we had a short period of lockdown and then, um, so I moved to telehealth for a bit, which actually was absolutely fine. I ran some exercise classes, did some one-to-one -one consults. Um, and then pretty much went straight back to clinical practice, practice, and then um, then started work at the hospital a few months ago, which I've really enjoyed. So I'm kind of balancing, like with you, Anthony, multiple multiple balls in the air. We've got you know working for Girls Gone Strong, working in private practice, working in the in the hospital, being a parent of two children, um, two neuro very neurodiverse <laughs> children. So you know life has been really busy, but um, 2020. You know, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't too bad for me. Um, I've had some really positive experiences come out of it. Um, moving forward to 2021, um, I don't know what to even think. You know, like it's so hard. I feel I feel like over what's happened in the last year, it's been really hard to look ahead and make plans. It kind of because we've all had to be ready to change at the drop of a hat. So I know, like for you in Sydney, one minute you can do whatever you like and then it's right no one can go anywhere or everyone has to wear masks and can't leave the house or you can but can't go more than five kilometers then you can travel but then you can't and then if you do travel you get put into quarantine like it's just it makes you just kind of go you know what I'm not gonna make <laughs> I'm not gonna make any plans to go anywhere um so I think yeah I think for 2021 you know like I want to stay doing the work that I'm doing and We've got a caravan at, like last year. So do some more trips around Western Australia, I think is probably going to be the key for me personally. Um, what about you? I guess you're not going to be traveling over to America anytime soon. Apparently not. Um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, like yourself, being in Australia is just a privilege. Uh, we had a lot more cases than, than 
you know, you did on the other side of the country, being so isolated, the, the most remote city of a population of over 1 million people in the world is actually Perth. Um, so <laughs> it's the one time we're excited about it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, it, it's been okay that way. And I was quite stressed at first because people didn't seem to be taking it seriously. And, you know, I was, I, I remember SARS and I remember keeping an eye on MERS and I remember keeping an eye on Ebola, but this thing seemed to be different. And I wasn't worried during, I wasn't worried during SARS as much. I wasn't worried about MERS so much. I wasn't worried about Ebola so much. Concerned, but not worried. Um, mm. But yeah, this one, this one was concerning and, and people didn't seem to be taking it seriously. And then you've got people who think it's all hoax and yeah. You know, even people like I saw something just the other day, I have to go fact check it. But, um, you know, something like last year, there were 10,000 flu deaths and like in the US or something. And, and you know, in one day, they're getting 10,000 deaths from COVID. So it's not just a bad flu. Um, so I think, you know, that shift has been interesting, like you said. But it's interesting. You said it's, it's difficult to look ahead. Um, I had to change all of my plans. All of my plans changed because all the trips that I had booked were obviously going to be cancelled. I had to I had to convert to um, designing an online experience for my courses. Um, so all of that was fun and really really hard work, but I think it was great. The masterclass ran, which was sensational, and it ran during COVID. And I was grateful for those people who did join in. And we will be running it again. So uh, if you're interested in that sort of transformation, it's a good time to do it. Uh, you know, we're adding a business stream in this time, Marika. So that should be interesting. Um, yeah. And then... I think uh, you've done an amazing job of taking the side step of... Oh, sorry, my internet apparently is unstable. Yay. Um, I was just saying, I think it's amazing that you've like really taken a sidestep and taken like what was a very practical in-person course and made it online. And the feedback that I've seen has been fantastic and people are very engaged um, and interactive. And I think that, again, for people who are in isolation in particular, that connection is really important. And I think being part of a, a community is has been really good for so many people. Um, why don't you tell people what the difference is between, you know, what you've got going on between the different courses and masterclasses then? All right, okay. Um, so the female athlete course has a level one and a level two. So the level one is the, I guess, introduction to looking at pelvic health differently and utilizing, uh, you know, principles as best we can get them to be research-based and then first principles to uh, change the way that people look at progressing people to moderate to high intensity, whatever it is for that person. And it's about female pelvic health. Um, so, so that's level one and level two really is focused on developing and furthering that information and what does that look like in, in practice for you? It's a smaller group and um, you get to do three online consults with observation. Um, and so uh, it's really, really practical that way too. And the feedback has been really good. You know, it's great to know this stuff, but then to actually do it and have feedback and that, that was, um, that's been really practical and, and helpful for people too, to, to take what's theoretically out there and then actually watch your stuff be under the microscope. So, so that's been fun. Uh, the female athlete membership is a monthly membership based on consults that I've done on the female athlete course, uh, because the course always starts off on the first day with a, it starts off now these days with a, with a consult. And so those consults are recorded and with permission, of course, and broken up into 10 minutes or less segments for for people who are busy and they can only do like 10 minutes i can find 10 minutes 
I can do 10 minutes. Um, and there's reflection questions and a Q&A session and um, yeah, and a Facebook group and, and support. So it's been really, really good to have that. Um, what else have I got? I, I did a diastasis reframe course with reframe rehab. And that was oh, a different yeah. type of course. That was a different type of course. It was um, more contemplative and collegiate. And so I think people were just uncomfortable because I wasn't giving you answers or what I thought. So I still think that there's yeah. an evolution of educational style that needs to come through before that becomes more comfortable for everyone, including me. Um, mm. So there was that. and. And I also made the Peak Simplicity Foundations course. So for people wanting to start that journey of transformation, instead of just trying to learn the knowledge that they have, being able to question it and see where it fits in the big picture so that moving forwards, you can take anything and, um, and understand that the results that you get may not be for the reasons that you think, and that's okay, and that's science. And um, so, yeah, that course is out there too. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I've got the diastasis project. Oh my that'll gosh, be coming. there's lots of stuff. Yeah, there's a few things. There's a few things. There's another podcast I hope to come out. I haven't said anything about that before. So um, there's a few things, but I think um, what's really, really Oh, and the masterclass is just 13 weeks of tearing it all down. If you can survive the first three weeks of masterclass, you will be fine. It's the first three weeks that are the hardest where you almost have an existential crisis. I'm not going to lie. People, people go, <laughs> what am I doing? I've seen it. What am I doing? Why it. am I here? You just told me everything I've been doing forever is crap. No, I, no, I, I that's not, not actually. That. That's not what I said. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And uh, then they just come really, out of it. It's, yeah, amazing. And they go, wow, this is actually fantastic. I feel like I can really help people now. And I'm looking at things. It's kind of exciting, though, when you go through those transitions. Because if you can, like you say, come out the other side and know that you're a better clinician coach you know whatever for it it's it becomes exciting again because you're not stuck in those ruts of just doing things for the sake of doing it you're you're looking at your job in a totally different way and that's you and know the that's pressure, exciting and the pressure that's taken off you because we all feel that weight of responsibility yeah. to solve the problem for somebody yeah but understanding that that's not actually our role and what that looks like and what that feels like and how to reframe that and how to still do what you currently do, which you find helpful, but just have different reasons for it. Like, you know, it took me three years to figure it out. And so I condensed it into three months and it's fun. You know, you, like you said, you've seen it. It's, um, it's a fun process to be a part of. And uh, I've I, gone I think people it. appreciate, I think people appreciate though, your uh, level of honesty and, Hearing other people say, I don't know. I don't know why that happens. I don't have the answers. It's like, oh, well, if he, he's been a physio for 20 something years and he doesn't know why this works or what's happening here. Oh, I don't have to have all the answers to help somebody. I don't have to come up with a reason why such and such works. You know, I, I need to have some kind of framework of how I can support my person, my client. I don't have to come up with a story as to why that works. And I think that's, that's quite freeing. That's quite liberating for a lot of people. Yeah. And what actually happens is that people actually get closer to the truth because it's okay to hold one, two, three or more stories as to why it might work. Like that is closer to the truth mm -hmm. than holding on to one because the research tends to indicate that that one story is usually no better than any other story that's the summary of the research mm. that's out there, right? So how can we hang our hat on one thing when probably closer to the truth is this may be helpful for some people, but not others. And this one over here might be helpful yeah. for some people and not others. Like that is closer to the truth. So, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely fun to be a part of. And, and so if people are interested in that, if you want to be a part of a community that honestly is amazing, 
uh, you know, the Peaks and Quissity family is just so cool. Um, it is not set at times that are conducive to living in Perth, but um, anywhere else <laughs> in really the world. Not. <laughs> anywhere else in the world is not too bad. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, just let us know. You're going to see marketing about it. Um, you know, and it's always difficult. The marketing side is always difficult. Uh, but a lot goes But it's all on it. which websites? So is it all on um, the Physio it's, Detective? Is that yeah, the easiest? Yeah, physiodetective.com forward stroke masterclass. Um, so, yeah, that, yeah. That'll, be, um, that'll be the easiest way to find it. But uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So much fun. And uh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say with the looking forward, you know how you said it's difficult to look forward and make plans and, you know, you think you're going to be doing this and all of a sudden you have to shift and you have to do that. Like That's actually what my everyday experience, my whole life has been like. Like I, yeah. So it didn't feel too awkward for me uh, having to deal with all this change that occurs all the time. Whereas I know it's really difficult for other people like, you know, you know, Diane and Jacob, for example, find change a lot harder to deal with. Whereas Amy is much more like me. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, she told me she, the other day, she told me she was going up the, up the road to the shops to get some face masks. And like five minutes earlier, she told me she was doing that. And then five minutes later, she was talking about something. And it's like, I thought you were going out. She goes, oh, no, I decided not to now. Like, you know, it's just boom, change. Like, that's what my life is like all the time. Even even this podcast, right? It's like, oh, I forgot to organize that. I better get that in place for Marika. Um, <laughs> that was my administrative error. So it was good fun. But, you know, looking forward, 2021, I, I don't think it's going to calm down for another year. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. There was some reports that... Um, one of the vaccines the Australian government is getting ready for is mm. up to 90%, but could be as low as 50% effectiveness. So they're looking into that versus the two, the Pfizer and the other one, um, the mRNA vaccine. Moderna, have, yeah. Yeah, Moderna, is it? Yeah. You know, the 90, 95% plus type. 90 plus. Yeah, effectiveness rates. Yeah, so. they need some more studies on the AstraZeneca before they start using that widespread because that, you know, I think it's 68% at the moment. It's like, well, the problem is too is, you know, I was chatting to someone about this the other day and I think when you have two vaccinations, the, oh, no, it was on a podcast actually. They were saying that the number of people who turn up for the second one is actually really oh, quite low. Yeah. So for this to be successful, we need to actually have people come twice. Now, if we do that for... A vaccine that's actually not very effective and then three months later we want them to have two jabs of something else like I just I don't know I, I kind of want them to wait and hold off for a better vaccine to be honest you know or at least to mm. find out whether AstraZeneca has better results than that because people will you know if they've already had two jabs of that I just don't know whether it's going to be difficult to then get them to take a Pfizer or something else mm. yeah it's um yeah, these are the logistical detail problems that I appreciate that I'm not particularly good at. Like if somebody told me I just have to do it, I just book the appointment so that it's in my diary. And then, you know, somebody said, oh, you know, how do you organize what you do? And it's like, I do what I'm told to in the diary. Like if the diary tells me I have to do this, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like that's it. Um, <laughs> so that's Done. how well i had monthly immunization shots for uh sorry desensitization shots for my allergies and yeah i just made them monthly so that it was in my diary and i went oh i've got to go to the doctor today okay <laughs> you know what i mean otherwise Done. um yeah i'm gone skis. so yeah i think um i don't think i'll be traveling 2021 outside of australia at this stage i think it's I think it's difficult to plan to go outside of New South Wales, to be honest. And then even then, sometimes we're not allowed yeah. outside of Sydney. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, yeah, I've just, I think we'll be. Yeah, I, I'm resigned to doing another year of what we just went through. It's what I said back in March. 
two years of this and then a long tail. We'll see. Yeah. But um, the good news is that whilst there is lots of suffering and difficulty, being able to um, appreciate whatever positives there are in amongst the stress and the distress and the, you know, kids at home for so many people, kids at home and trying to school from yeah. home and, and work at the same time. Like, I'm so grateful that my kids are older and I didn't have to worry about, we just said, this is on you. It's your schooling. They tell you what to do, just do it. So, yeah. whereas when you've got a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a yeah, seven-year-old. Absolutely. I think it's really tricky for people with. Yeah. Even childcare and preschool, you know. Um, yeah. Not having that couple of days so that you can get some work done uh, makes a big difference. So, yeah, just trying to yeah, appreciate sorry, my internet's being a bit funky, so I don't know if you, can you hear me? I can hear you, but you are up to a four-second, five-second lag, I've noticed. <laughs> ah, that's what's going on. Yeah. Sorry, my internet's being a bit funky. I was just going to say, yeah, you know, working with so many new mums, you know, like at the moment, I swear about 90% of my new mum, like my clients who are new mums from overseas. And so, you know, along with that were all the, the plans of having the grandparents come out to stay or to be able to go back to the UK for Christmas and introduce them to the new baby, um, you know, and even the, the logistics of childcare around actually going in to give birth. I had one of my clients who was like back earlier on when there was a lockdown, she's like, well, my husband can't come to the birth because he has to look after the children. And, you know, it, I, I do feel for a lot of new families as well. I think it's been a really tricky time just not being able to have that support that you really need when you have a small child. And then, like you said, working from home with toddlers, no daycare, no school, going to the parks and just letting them run amok, you know, all that stuff, which you just um, kind of need for your sanity. So new yeah. mums out there, we're thinking of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I dropped off a couple of meals to my cousin, you know, they've got a six month old, she's six months old now, but you know, even trying to figure out how to drop a meal around without, you know, potentially compromising anybody. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll leave it here and then I'll stand back and I'll talk to you from a couple of meters away and you can stay away from the fence and then I'll go and you can pick up the food. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I've just sanitized my hands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. one thing I will just mention, Anthony, is. Um, mm. We've got a, we're putting, my colleagues and I are putting together a little um, yes. two-day conference in Perth. So if anyone is a listener who's from Perth, reach out to me. I think this thing is going to be awesome. We've got at least a dozen people speaking at it already. We've got one of the top sports science lecturers in, in the country who's going to be talking about, um, actually, she was mentioned by uh, Claire Minahan the other day. Um, so Dr. Rachel Harris is going to be talking about, you know, periodization around the menstrual cycle. Some of the things that we talked about the other day in Red S we've got a um, sports dietitian. who's going to talk about, um, nutrition for performance, uh, as well as some of the things to consider with your clients with Red S. One of my colleagues is going to be talking about concussion in the female athlete. I'll talk about returning to sport after, you know, pregnancy and childbirth. We've got a sports psychologist coming. Um, someone, a podiatrist is going to talk about hypermobility and EDS, so Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So we've just got, and a couple of professional athletes. So we've got some amazing speakers who are coming together for a two-day course at the end of February. Now, the name of this course is actually called The Female Athlete. Um, it is nothing to do with Anthony's course, it's actually just that my colleagues um, thought because it's around the female athlete, it was the best name for it. So Anthony is aware of it. He has said it's absolutely fine, um, but it's not, it's not at all related to his course that he travels with and, and does regularly. But if anyone's interested in attending, just let me know. I can send you all the details. Um, and we are potentially looking at and so for interstate and overseas, keep an eye out for that let you know more info when it comes around but i think you know like we've spoken about this for years Anthony. we're just all really passionate about mm. um trying to get out really high quality info to fitness professionals and to health professionals um you know and 
really, I guess, push the profile of the female athlete and, and explain that, you know, women are not small men. We do have, you know, different physiological um, uh, physiology. We have different physiology, um, different hormones. We have things that need to be considered. And, you know, we, we just want to really make people even aware that this stuff exists, let alone what to do about it. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be amazing. And um, most of the people that I've spoken to about are so excited to attend. Um, as soon as I put up a link, you know, I know I've already had a few physios who were just like, boom, you know, on and signed up and paid like within about five minutes, which awesome. I was, you know, thrilled about. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, the name, it's the female athlete. I've always said the female athlete course, like I had to call it something. What is it about? Well, it's about female athletes. Cause I was asked to make a course about yeah. that. Like, whatever, if we get precious about those sorts of things, you know, and honestly, there's, there's nothing really new in, you know, it's nice to be acknowledged for the research you've done. I don't have a problem with that, but like, you know, concepts, ideas, I like to reference where I learn things from. Hopefully everybody else does too, but just because you did that, mm. they've got no idea who I am. You know, I'm not like really in the in the medical world, in the world world. I'm I'm a nobody. It's okay, um, you know. And I'm sure other people have called their courses <laughs> female athlete something. Um, it's whatever, you know. I think if people were trying to to say that this was this was Anthony's thing, and it's like, well, no, that's not. That's a bit weird. Like, but otherwise. Like whatever. I, I love that there's stuff like that out there. I love that there's a focus on providing, um, you know, female athlete focused information, which is so desperately needed out there, including the research. Like for us to get upset about a name or something like that, like I think that that would certainly feel inauthentic to me and contrary to I know our shared goal of just ensuring that that women around the world get quality information and care because it's just been lacking for too long so yeah i'm excited and and um if i haven't shared it i i will share it just remind me i i think i got the notification when you shared it at a time yeah, when it. i was i was working <laughs> so it just got missed i think but um yeah it, I, I think it sounds amazing yeah well you know what i i made a resolution for for this year not a new year's resolution just a resolution that i'm gonna try keep working down to 60 hours this year certainly under 72 if at all possible um a week so um that should be different. oh my god uh, it's it's been rough. <laughs> I think until my holiday in December, like I literally had three days off since Easter. And, and that third day was in the first week of December. Um, so, oh my gosh. Eh, it's what you got to do, right? You, you scramble. I know how to put my head down. I'm not necessarily smart. I see things differently, but uh, I do know how to put my head down and work. Um, no one so. could accuse you of being lazy. I know you can accuse me of being lazy, but but if I'm working, I'm working, you know, like I'm I'm thinking and reconceptualizing. My work looks different, I think. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. And yeah, you know, I kinda like to go <laughs> I like to go and do my work, finish, and then completely like I try and switch off. That's actually been the greatest thing about working back in public health because there's not mm. you go and you do your job and you leave and there's no extra paperwork. Mm. There's no follow-up phone calls, letters to doctors, um, marketing, all that stuff which in private practice takes up a lot of time and energy outside of your working hours. It's kind of like, oh, this is actually it's quite refreshing. Um, I didn't tell you Anthony my my goal for this year in terms of like physical goals is I'm going to do a triathlon Ooh. and I've started training with a tri club. And, and this is a person who I would swim 50 meters and have to stop and hold on to the you know edge and get my breath back. And, and so I joined, I joined the tri club <laughs> and I was terrified my first swimming lesson. I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong. I can swim. Like I did yeah, yeah. swimming lessons, but I've never you can save been yourself. 
yeah, I've never done laps. Um, so I started last week and last night I swam 2K. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, not continuously, but just lots of drills and things. And so it's what? been... It all counts. Exactly. And I have been really surprised, pleasantly surprised, but also I think, you know, we, especially it's such a female thing too, we often underestimate our capacity um, to do things and, and kind of, you know, minimize like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. And what am I thinking? This is going to be too hard. And it actually is really nerve wracking to kind of step out of a comfort zone where, you know, I've done martial arts for ages, but I haven't done a lot of aerobic exercise in a very long time. But because I'm cycling to work now, I'm mm -hmm. getting a little bit of fitness there. Started the swimming, have started the running very slowly. And I'm just like, you know what? Weirdly, apart from the running, I'm enjoying it all. But also I think being part of a club and a culture has been really fun. So watch this space. I will, I will update you all on my triathlon training. <laughs> oh, no, I'm excited to hear it. Um, I'm pretty sure that you alluded to it. Um, not, not in the new year. I thought you alluded to it earlier or late last year. But um, it's, uh, I, I do enjoy the water. And somebody, somebody's asked me whether I call myself an orca because I, I like orcas, right? I think they're amazing animals. And I, I identify as an orca. <laughs> And some people were wondering if it's because I have a self-image problem because I'm, you know, fat and unfit at the moment. And well, I wouldn't call an orca fat and unfit, number one. But number two, they're an mm. apex predator in the water. They kill sharks. You know, there's nothing that beats an orca. And, mm. and on land, they're useless. And that's how I see myself. Like, you know, when I run around, when I do things, it's like, yeah. I'm slow. I'm not going to fool anybody with my speed or my my physical prowess on the land. But in the water, at least I have a fighting chance when I'm fitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like so, it. Does that mean you're going to get back in the pool this year, Anthony? Well, you know what? I was in the pool until COVID. I was in the pool until COVID. So I was doing 1,500 <laughs> metre freestyle and 1,500 metre breaststroke and... Um, you know, that was good. I was enjoying it. Nice. I was getting fitter and, you know, my technique hasn't, my technique could be better on, on my breaststroke, but my technique for my breaststroke hasn't left me. I can, I can almost swim just as fast, just as fast breaststroke as I can freestyle because the continuous aerobic activity of freestyle knocks me That's out. That's impressive. Whereas because there's a glide phase in yeah. breaststroke, I can control my heart rate a lot more. And I can push harder because I get that little breath and that little rest. Yeah. So when you look at my heart rate monitor, um, you can tell when I'm doing breaststroke. And when I look at my laps and my my um, my interval times and things like that, like I'm only five seconds off most of the time for a uh, hundred meters. You know, stuff like that. Like two seconds is not a long time comparing freestyle to breaststroke. It's Nice. Actually, one of my friends does a the uh, what we call the Bustleton Jetty Swim here, which is a mile swim, and it's a it's a race. And I think there's different lengths because they'll do it twice or whatever. But she said there was a woman who was competitively doing it breaststroke, and she was yeah. like, "How are you going to do this breaststroke?" And she blew. She was <laughs> so fast and yeah. was beating a whole lot of people who were in freestyle, which is pretty amazing. Hey, so should we wrap it up today? Because we we could probably talk forever we and ever. And um, I'm I'm almost forgetting. That. I'm almost forgetting that there might be people listening to the other end. I feel like you and I are just having a chat now. <laughs> well, it pretty much is. So recapping what we've done. Um, we have done over 50 episodes now. So I'm looking forward to, to the next 50. It's, uh, it's, it's mm -hmm. great and truly a, a privilege. Words are failing me right now. Words are hard. Um, truly a privilege to... <laughs> to spend that time with you, Marika. And I deeply appreciate your patience, your friendship, your wisdom. Um, you know, it's, it's great having a co-host, to be honest, because you see the things yeah. that I don't see and you think of the things I don't think of. And, um, and I am a much better person for knowing you. So thank you for everything you've done. Um, and we oh, talked about all the awesome guests. 
<laughs> it's all true. Um, and thank you to all the awesome guests who've been a part of it. We've got a great lineup coming up and, um, and then, yeah, looking into the future, we won't be traveling. So we may not see each other in person for a while, but the plan is to come back to Perth and to do things and to, to, um, you know, catch up again and, um, yeah, get, get back overseas eventually as well. So, um, yeah, we, we look forward to it. And if you love the podcast, please share it with your friends. Please share it with your colleagues. Um, and if you have any guest suggestions or if you'd like to be a guest, definitely being a listener to the podcast helps. Um, you know, I, I'm the one who has to field yes. a lot of the requests. <laughs> and one of the questions that I say is, tell me about one of the podcasts that you've listened to on our podcast and if people are listening to our podcast, they can tell us stuff. Well, they can tell me stuff that makes sense, right? So, um, yeah. yeah. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, let us know. And um, we take all the consideration seriously. And, um, yeah, I, it, it was great catching up, Marika. Thank you. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Anthony. And, and for your kind words, yeah, it's been um, it's been really fun, and I've enjoyed hanging out with you. And um, I think because our brains work very differently, I, I hopefully they kind of, you know, like yeah, work well together. Like you said, we we miss, you know, we we we're thinking about different things at the same time. So your brain goes in a different direction to mine, and um, hopefully we manage to get the information out between us that people are after. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just it's just fun. It's just fun. It's a fun it's like podcast. Hanging out with and it feels like we're just hanging out. If we were on a couch over a meal, of course, I would be offering to barbecue. Um, you know, it would just be a fun time. <laughs> I still remember the last time we had that meal with your, your family uh, yeah. in Perth, 2019. I still remember that night and it was such yeah, a great really time. Fun. It was really good yeah. fun. My parents love you. Um, <laughs> it was very kind. So, yeah, and I agree with everything you said about people getting in touch. And we do, we really do like hearing feedback and um, and that can be positive or negative. And if you think we yeah. crap on about stuff too much, you can let us know that as well. Let us know. Um, but yeah, I, but probably the most useful information f- from my perspective would be, you know, what is the stuff that you're interested in? And if there's something that we've done a podcast on, you go, God, that was really good. Can you do another one on that or whatever? That That's really useful information because really we, we want to, share what people are interested in um, but we don't know what's going on in your brain so let us know yeah talk to us we're accessible so thank you very much everybody i'll finish <laughs> the recording and we look forward to uh hearing yeah. from you and seeing you on the next time thank you Well, that's it for this episode. Be sure to hit like if you enjoyed the episode and leave any comments or questions below. We'd really like to hear from you. If you haven't already hit subscribe, please do so now so that you can be kept notified when we release our next episode. Otherwise, thank you for listening and we look forward to having you back with us for another episode of the Women's Health Podcast.